0: Hi everyone, and thank you for tuning into the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I'm Erica Spicer-Mason, a writer and editor for Becker's Healthcare. I'm pleased to be joined by Nate Maslak, the CEO of Ribbon Health, who will discuss with us today provider data management. Nate, I'd like to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, Well, thrilled that you're here today. And just to get us started, for anyone who might not yet be familiar with you or Ribbon Health, would you mind just sharing a little bit more about yourself, your background, and also Ribbon Health too?
1: Sure thing. So my name is Nate Maslack. I'm one of the co-founders of Ribbon and I'm our CEO. And I've been building Ribbon along with our team for the last six years. Before that, I spent time with McKinsey & Company in their healthcare practice, primarily focused on pricing work and growth strategy for payers and hospital systems. And I also did a couple of stints uh, starting and scaling tech companies, one of which was acquired by Oracle in the data space outside of healthcare, actually seeing it in the advertising space and very excited to be able to bring that back to healthcare where I think we're solving some pretty important problems. So I'm happy to dive into an overview of Ribbon, why we started it, anything that you think would be helpful.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you're bringing so much excellent experience um, from McKinsey, the work that you've done in pricing and applying that to healthcare. Um, So maybe you can just say a little bit about um, how you're carrying that into Ribbon. I think that would be great context for our listeners.
1: Definitely. Definitely. So context on Ribbon first, we are a provider data and provider data management company. We partner with health plans in particular to automate provider data workflows and to increase the quality and comprehensiveness of provider data. And we also work across provider organizations and hospital systems and digital health solutions because we think it's really important to sit at the center of, of all three of those because at the end of the day, everybody in healthcare uh, suffers from the provider data problem, and I am particularly passionate about about how that works with health plans as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I'm I'm glad that you kind of framed it that way. You know, this is provider data is an issue in the industry today. In fact, it's estimated, I believe, that about more than two billion dollars are spent annually on maintaining provider databases, which is Kind of an alarming rate or alarming figure, um, yet these databases do remain a pain point for payers, as you mentioned. So I'm wondering if you can just say a little bit more about why this is the case and also what is it about managing provider data that's really challenging?
1: Yeah, that $2 billion number is, is spot on in terms of just a direct cost of managing provider data. And if you think about the cost of inaccurate provider data and wrong provider data, that scales up really quickly to over 10x at $2 billion, just because of the many problems that it creates. So to me, the first thing that is so challenging about managing provider data is it's a really, really hard problem. And it's a really important problem. Health plans rely on provider data to power critical business workflows, including their member portals, their fine care tools, their call centers and care navigation offerings, and their network teams, their contracting teams, their credentialing teams. It's really the lifeblood of healthcare and health plan operations. And yet provider information is fragmented, it's incomplete, it's outdated, it's highly inconsistent. And our health plan customers are inundated with messy provider data coming from many sources. If you think about a given health plan that has hundreds of thousands of providers in their networks, these provider rosters are coming to these plans in different formats, duplicate entries, they're missing fields, there's inaccurate information. And I have empathy for the provider here as well because they're not focused on updated provider data, they're focused on providing care. But because the data is hard to maintain and because it's so volatile, Just for an example, every year, 30% of the provider data that we see churns. A lot of health plans then struggle with this because their current provider data management processes, they're time intensive, they're not scalable, and they're really doing their best, and they're spending a lot of time and a lot of resources on it. But it's not getting us to the place that we need to get to as an industry. And that's really why Ribbon's provider data management product exists.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for outlining that. It sounds like a really complex problem. And as you said, it's a lot of money spent on something that's not getting better and hospitals, health systems payers, you know, organizations across the healthcare industry right now really can't afford that. So um, yeah, it's interesting to, I'm excited to dive into some resources and solutions um, in this realm too. But before we get into that, I'm wondering, you know, if we can get, dig a little bit deeper on what it looks like, when these provider data problems arise. So, you know, how how does how do these issues affect payers and providers, but also patients?
1: Yeah, maybe we can take a step back and I'll share what opened our eyes to the provider data problem because when we started Ribbon, we actually weren't starting a provider data company, or at least we didn't realize that we were. We were building a care navigation company, and we built digital tools, and we had ways to engage members so that when they were sick, we could help them figure out what to do. And we've seen a lot of great companies come up in the sca- space and scale in the space, and we were one of those solutions. And we were actually really good at member engagement. And we were really good at guiding people to getting to the right point of care. And then we would get these calls and complaints from members. And, and for a while, my cell phone number was literally the support line. So I would get these calls from people who were standing outside of what was supposed to be a doctor's office, but instead they were outside of a Bank of America saying, I thought that I was gonna be able to get care for the first time in a few years. Why am I at a bank? We had people getting turned away at the doctor's office because they were out of network, even though they thought that they were in network we had people getting going to orthopedic surgeons who didn't actually perform the procedures that they thought that they needed. And so they would get turned away as well. And those are just a few examples of the way that this was impacting real life patients, real life human beings who would then have to go and find alternate ways to be able to access that care. So there's a really important human component. And when we saw that this was happening, we started trying to solve the provider data problem for ourselves so that we could better provide a technology solution to our members. And we realized that the whole industry was struggling with the exact same thing. We would go to health plans and would say, health plans have this data, we can just type it into patients and health plans told us they were struggling. We went to hospital systems and we said, can we pipe this into plans and to our members? And they said they were also struggling with this problem. And so to me, that's really how this problem materializes It costs a ton of money and it wastes a lot of money and wastes a lot of resources. It leads to subpar, if not completely imperfect patient to provider matching. And it leads to health plans having a struggle to keep up uh, trying to process all this information and understand what is right, what is wrong, all because we don't have a centralized source of truth and we don't yet in our industry have a default standard for automating this process. And that's what Ribbon is trying to solve.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I want to say too, (laughs) kudos to having your cell phone listed as a contact (laughs) in the early days of Ribbon. I'm sure that came with its own set of challenges. Um, But yes, it, it really sounds like, you know, just something as simple as patients having the wrong information about where to go for an appointment or the care that they're about to receive, you know, that really... That's a huge concern for healthcare organizations across the board right now in all of their efforts to improve patient satisfaction and ratings. Um, so definitely an issue that I think will speak to so many, so many folks out there. And so I'm wondering if you can also just give us your take, you know, as you're seeing these issues arise in provider data management, and you're also seeing healthcare organizations struggle with resources and workforce shortages, what are organization's doing to approach the issue of data management? And maybe you can say a little bit about the key strategies, tools, or resources that you recommend here and kind of what best practices in that realm looks like.
1: What we see a lot of the time is the process starts somewhat manual. And then as organizations get more advanced, that process starts to become more and more automated to the point where hopefully, as we look out into the future, this is something that stops being a problem altogether. So when I think of folks that are probably in the earlier days of that digital transformation journey for provider data, they may literally be receiving provider rosters directly from doctors, sometimes individual doctor's offices um, that are coming in a bunch of different inboxes and places where they could get dropped off across very different formats and then they're doing their best to be able to make sense of that to process it there are a lot of manual there's a lot of manual work and then that gets fed out to the other teams as I think about increasing sophistication of how a helpline might actually start to process this there are ways to be able to automate the provider roster processes flowing in and getting digitized automatically and the next piece that i think is really important for a sophisticated plan to drive this forward is to be able to process that information in a way that can enrich it. So some simple business rules are critical. Uh, if you see a phone number with 17 digits, that's a, that's a good uh, reason to reach back out to that provider and ask them to update that. But better yet, to already have a source of information to be able to say, that's not the right phone number for this provider, but we think this other one is, and to be able to quickly and manually approve that. Um, so it's a combination of having those insights, those enrichments, and automation to be able to process that And then the last piece that I think is really important is to be able to maintain different sources of truth. So a network team within a health plan may think of what is, quote unquote, true for a given provider as different than the care navigation team or the credentialing team. And all of those different versions of truth could be right. And so a health plan needs to have the ability to maintain those different business rules in an automated manner and to be able to tie that back. So if you take a step back, information from providers flows in at a regular cadence as it gets updated. It gets processed automatically. Incorrect information gets flagged. It gets automatically cleaned. It gets automatically improved. And then it automatically flows out to the right teams. And then any kind of changes from those teams can flow back out to the system.
0: I appreciate you sharing that. So it really does sound like things are trending toward you know, from being manual to automated, but it's really cri- it's really critical to have insights, enrichment, and automation together, as you mentioned, um, and having those sources of truth apply to the appropriate um, folks on the other end. Do I have that right?
1: Absolutely. And for a health plan, when we surveyed health plan execs, we hear lowering admin costs and doing so by investing in automation and technology. As an overwhelming top priority especially in the world and in the market that we're in today when health plans are facing budget pressures and they need to make sure that they could do more with the same or more with less and i think provider data automation is a really good example of where we can have a lot of impact by leveraging automation and tech
0: for sure and that leads me to the next question that i had which you know you mentioned Uh, health plans, wanting to invest in automation to kind of lower admin costs. And so by investing in resources, like you're mentioning, what other outcomes can organizations expect, not just in terms of operations and costs, but also even in terms of maybe patient outcomes. And I'm curious to know your take too, on how this all fits into those organizations that are really shifting toward value-based care, because we know there's a lot of Um, acceleration in that space in healthcare as well?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. At the end of the day, the work that we're doing in healthcare should be, and I believe is, about the patient. Um, that's That's why we get into this space. And to me, this provider data problem can actually have a huge impact on the patient. And for a health plan member, it's the ability to find the right doctor at the point that they need it. And that has huge repercussions on a given health plan, but also on that patient because the patient gets the care that they need at the right time. That is typically a more efficient match and it can get to the right doctor. That also means that they're not delaying care. They're not presenting in the emergency room. And so what we see happen with health plans who are able to solve this provider data problem is that they can increase their member growth. They can increase their member retention. And in certain cases, um, they're able to increase patient satisfaction, which then leads to higher star ratings and higher reimbursements. So there's a lot of impact to a health plan to be able to drive a better patient and a better member experience. And we think that's awesome and we wanna help them get there. And I think that ties nicely to your question around value-based care. When I think about the value-based care organizations that we work with on the provider side, but also where health plans are thinking about this, provider data is absolutely critical. I don't believe that you can actually drive the most optimized value-based care experience without knowing very confidently what happens to the patient outside of the four walls of the doctor's office. Um, So when they get referred, it's critical for that referring provider, the referral coordinator to know where it is that that patient is going, which is to me a function of provider data And from a health plan side, health plans need to be able to enable and give the tools to providers to be able to do that. Because the delta and cost of one referral, let's say it's from orthosurgeon A to orthosurgeon B, could be well into the tens of thousands, if not over $100,000 in what might get reimbursed and what it costs the health plan. So it matters to the member, it matters to the provider, and it matters to the health plan.
0: Yeah, I, I really appreciate the way that you described that. It data really seems to be the key to, you know, ensuring that the whole care journey is smooth, efficient, um, and satisfactory, which is so important to health plans and providers right now. Um, so I appreciate you sharing all of that. And I'm wondering, you know, some of these success outcomes that you've mentioned like increases in member growth, member retention, satisfaction, and even higher reimbursements and of course, enabling value-based care. Do you have any case studies or maybe examples of those successes that you could share among Ribbon Health's partner base?
1: Yeah, happy to give a few. There are many, and to me, one of the most rewarding parts of what we do is actually getting to, to work with our partners to drive patient outcomes and to drive down cost of care. Uh, one example of one of our customers is helping enable them to make referrals more rapidly because of having the right access to the right provider data at the point of care and at the point of referral. Uh, So for that customer, we've actually been able to drive down total medical expenses and operational expenses and reduce the time to make a referral by over 20%. For another large national health plan, one of the ways that we've measured our impact and our ROI is Are we driving a better member experience? And simultaneously, are we actually able to automate away some of their costs? And in this case, uh, after going live with us, they were able to reduce the number of member tickets by over 25%, meaning that they had fewer member complaints, which means that they had more satisfied and more engaged members, and they had to spend less time and less money actually going out and trying to solve those, because we were able to automatically clear those complaints away. So those are just a couple of examples. And I'm happy to get into others as it relates to time saved, dollar saved, or even impact on MLR, if it's helpful.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, and those are fantastic examples, you know, reducing time to referral by 20%, and then reducing the number of member tickets or inquiries by a quarter. That's that's very significant. Um, I guess, you know, any other examples that you have related to ROI, I think would be really insightful for our audience in particular, too.
1: Yeah, a couple of others that I'll share. One is that when we worked with one large national plan to help them effectively manage and administer their provider data, we were seeing them spend over 50,000 hours a year trying to manage this information. And we were able to cut that significantly for that plan. Um, And in another case, one that I get really excited about is thinking about one of our provider customers where we were able to make them 20 X more efficient in their ability to make those referrals. And this is a value-based care customer. And so that's where there's a direct repercussion on medical loss ratio for their plans. There's a direct repercussion on member outcomes because it allowed them to process 20 times more referrals for the exact same amount of resources that they had, which meant that their patients were able to get referred faster, which meant that they were able to get care faster. And especially for a population that has a lot of comorbidities, it's a lot thicker and also a lot more expensive, both for the provider and the plan, that has really meaningful impact. And I think sometimes it's it's wild to me to think about How much impact on a human being and also on the bottom line of a health plan or a provider, the ability to access the right information at the right time is. And that's something that I get really proud of and why we do what we do every single day.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I really appreciate you highlighting an example from a value based care partner. I think that's really important for listeners to hear. And of course, the way that you've tied back all of these successes or all of your points back to ultimately the patient experience and the care that they're receiving. uh, I think that's really meaningful and that'll resonate with a lot of folks. So thank you so much again, Nate, really appreciate the time and the great discussion today.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me on today.
0: Of course we were thrilled to have you. So thank you again. And I'd also like to thank ribbon health today for being our sponsor for today's episode. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com.